You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. The Guided Goals Podcast gives you the tools, direction, and resources you need to pursue your passion project. I'm Deborah Eckerling, Project Catalyst, and this is the Guided Goals Podcast. Our guest today is Pilar Alessandra, and we're going to talk about time management. Pilar is director of the Writer's Studio On The Page, host of the popular On The Page podcast, and author of the Coffee Break Screenwriter, which was just released as the second edition at the beginning of April. Pilar, so good to see you. Thank you for joining us. So good to see you again, Deborah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Anything you want to add? No, that all sounds great. I mean, it's, you know, that's, that's what I do. I, I teach, I consult, I have the book, I have the podcast, and, uh, and I'm happy. Well, I'm happy to have you here. And as we previously discussed, we have very similar philosophies. I mean, you've got the Coffee Break screenwriter, and I'm always telling people, if you have a short amount of time, grab it. Well, first of all, how'd you come across this time management uh, philosophy? And what recommendations do you have? It was interesting. I I was teaching screenwriting um, because of my background as a story analyst, and uh, I was developing tools that would help people write quicker and write better. Um, But one thing that I noticed was that actually some of their writing time was right there in class, that that was what they had allotted for themselves, was that three-hour class. So it seemed to me like I should actually have them write in class as much as possible because that's what they gave themselves. So I would teach a writing tool and then I would say, do it right now. And even though my book is about 10 minute tools, actually, to be honest with you, I would only give them two to five minutes and they would write whatever was in their head based on what we talked about and they would get things done. So building off of those tools, watching, watching people actually get things done in class, watching how well they could use time if they were focused, that's how I developed the book. Interesting. And yeah. it's, it, it's fun, right? To watch people accomplish things in short periods of time. It's amazing. It was inspiring to me, you know, as a sort of a, a busy working mom that, wow, you know, if, if you actually focus, you know, for people, you know, there's no internet, well, there's internet, but nobody's allowed to be on it. Right. right. So if somebody gives you direction and says, here's the way in, do it. You've got five minutes and that's all you've got. It actually, you might fit in what you would normally do in half an hour, you know, because you're not like sort of looking on Facebook and getting distracted. You can really get things done. And that's all, you know, well and good for the people in your class. So how do they translate it to in real life? I think with, with real life, when they left the class and when people finish, you know, when they read the book, you can drop into the book at any point in the book. Um, there's always something that when they do have that stolen moment of time, 
when they have a stolen 15 minutes that they can actually, they can say, oh, I want to rewrite my character using this particular writing tool. I'm going to do that right now. You know, I need to sharpen her voice. I know how to do that in 10 minutes. Boom, I'm going to do it. Um, I need to edit a scene. I have a way in. I'm going to do it. And a lot of times it's just those little stolen moments, you know, that normally you might be tweeting somebody, writing an email, whatever. It's really about focusing on, on your writing just for those stolen moments of time. And this is really, it's not just for writing screenplays. You can take a stolen moment and do anything, whether it's writing related or not, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. I think some of the, the, the way I'd like people to look at it is a little bit like having your dessert first. Um, if you have a stolen moment of time, no matter what you're writing, I think that you should focus on whatever you feel like in the moment, which means that Oh, something just came to you about a scene that is 50 pages away in your novel. I don't care. You know, write it down, write down that phrase. And then if you have a little more time, expand around it. How did you get there? What might come off of it? Um, because I think sometimes people feel that, no, I have to start at the beginning and laboriously work my way to the end instead of writing whatever is in your head, you know? Mm -hmm. When, you ha when you've done that and you have all these stolen moments of time and you've done, I've worked on this scene and I worked on this character, then when you have a little more time, let's say you've allotted yourself a morning on a Saturday, you can line up everything and look at how it's playing out on your timeline. So whether it's a screenplay or whether it's a book um, or even if it's a blog, you can say, oh, look, I created a structure. I just have to rearrange the pieces and now fill in what's missing. So a, a lot of this little jumping around can really help. I love that. That's just, it's perfect. I'm like, yeah, I'm totally on board. I love this stuff. <laughs> uh, do, I'm sure you've had stories from people in your classes. Are there um, like a unique, do you have an example of someone who took a, like a ridiculously unique moment of time and used it to be productive? Oh, you know, um, well, I do have people who tell me they write in when they're listening to the podcast and they say, you know, I listen to your podcast while I'm at the gym or I listen to, to your podcast while I'm on the bus. But some people will say, I listened to your podcast on the bus and I immediately stopped it and I started to write right there. And by the time I got to my destination, I had written this scene. So they got a little inspiration and then they stopped and they wrote. So, you know, I have people, it's not ridiculous so much as a why not, mm -hmm. you know, Instead of, when you know you have a little stretch of time, we tend to fill it with things that are safe instead of going, well, you know what, I could just write. Um, but I will tell you that I wrote part of the, the first edition of the Coffee Break Screenwriter. I wrote part of it while my kids were at one of those kids' gyms, you know, like those places that have like padded walls and they just, you know, throw themselves around and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I remember whole chapter right there because I was like all right they're occupied for an hour I'm gonna go so I, I would like people to be using my book and thinking about writing that way their kids are occupied do something mm -hmm. that kind of thing. yeah and you definitely practice what what you tell other people to do which is I think it's very important <laughs> I try I definitely try do you have 
um, a writing exercise or two that you want to share that's good for getting someone, you know, who's maybe having a writer's block to get them going? Well, like I said, that dessert first, I would, I would go for that. Um, right. If they have writer's block, jump into your favorite scene, you know, where is it? Um, also physically, what do you absolutely positively have to show? Write that. Then what absolutely positively has to be expressed verbally? Write that. What absolutely positively has to be shown emotionally, like a look on a face? Um, write that. And now the last thing is what closes out that moment that will be provocative enough to make people move on? So it could be, we, we call that sort of the button in screenwriting. Um, but for, it could be the end of your chapter. Is it a resolve to do something? Is it an action that was unexpected? So if you write all those things, which is physically what has to happen, verbally what has to be said, emotionally what has to be shown, and a little, little tease at the end, you can do that very, very quickly. Those are just your main intentions. And guess what? You wrote an outline for a chapter or you wrote a whole scene. For, for your screenplay. Move on. You're done. And I just to pull it into, because there are people in business, entrepreneurs who are listening, you could do this with a pitch. You could do it with a, a deck. Really, anything that you have to write to just to throw the, those different points out together, and then you sew them all with the button at the end. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's awesome. Exactly. I, what do you have to show, right? Mm -hmm. What has to be communicated? What do you leave them with? Absolutely, I agree. Now, I, I have, it is the Coffee Break Screenwriter, so I have to ask you, do you have any tips for screenwriting that you desperately need to share? Desperately need to share. Desperately need to share. Um, I guess, I guess um, all of it, uh, but I would say um, there, is, uh, there are some fun tips for character voice. People have... Um, a little bit of trouble sometimes figuring out different character voices and they spend all this time on backstory instead of really hearing their characters. So some real quick ways to think if you wanted to do a quick character pass on a scene might be what language do they speak? So you might think about what language do they speak in terms of profession? Do they speak lawyer? Do they speak doctor? Do they speak college student, comic book geek? And this can help with novel writing. This could also help in a pitch because you need to speak that same language as your, as your audience in business. So that's one way to think about changing up uh, your voice. Um, another thing to think about is regionalisms. Um, what are the phrases that someone would use based on where they're from? So instead of like, knocking off a G and putting in an accent, instead of doing that, those kind of things, think about the phrases somebody from the South uses versus somebody from, let's say, Boston. Like when I moved out to LA from Boston, I kept saying wicked, and I couldn't understand why people were giving me weird lips, you know? So, so that's another way to find voice, just a very quick tool to help you change up your writing voice in, in your books, your blogs, your screenplay, or even when you're pitching. I just love how this does relate to all of it because you, you have to be, you have to be writing. We're just, we're just going to say it plain and simple, loud and clear. 
if you are in any sort of business or if you're in a creative endeavor, you need to be spreading the word of what you're doing so people know that you're an expert What in mm -hmm. addition to whatever sort of writing pursuits you have. And right. I think these are really good tips to, I, I love this, the whole regionalism thing and the way that people speak, I can totally see how that translates to, even if you're speaking on a topic, look at the group of people that you are speaking to and change your voice so you connect with them even better. I think that's, yeah, with business, I think what makes people intimidated, intimidated by or move backwards from certain pitches is the fact that they feel that they're being lectured to or there's a language they don't understand instead of the person who's pitching them connecting with their audience and saying, yeah, it's just like this, you get it. You know, so that takes might take a little bit of research to understand what what language does your room speak? You know, how can you translate what you're pitching into that language? Um, I actually do sometimes um, talk to business people um, and I do find that the the rules, I hate to say the rules, but some of the patterns in screenwriting really, really help. All the, the things that we do to find voice, character, structure, uh, stories can really help in business as well. Now, before we move on to the whole work-life balance thing, any other final thoughts on writing tips that you want to share? Um, I would say for anyone who's never thought about writing anything before, well, no, I'll, I'll, I'm going to change that. For people who have thought about writing, but have thought they're not the person who should write, you should write, you know, just for the fun of it, just as for relaxation. Um, even if it means just putting your finger on the keys and writing whatever's in your head until you form a thesis or you find your story because whatever's in here, you deserve to share with the world. And I have a lot of people who thought that they didn't have a story or weren't writers that came out of my classes and felt like that was, that was worth it to them to get whatever was here on the page, which is why I call my business on the page. So I'm just saying, be bold, write it down. Be bold, write it down. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> so work-life balance, what do you, because you, you're a mom, you have a family, and you mm -hmm. have a business that you, you're a solopreneur. So yeah. you've just been doing this on your own forever. How do you find balance and not work constantly? Uh, oh, who said I don't work all the time? I'm always working. But you know what, actually, I think, I think um, the balance for me is in not being resentful of the time I am working. So I think people know who have their own businesses or who are solopreneurs, like you just said, which is such a cool word, um, that it's very hard to leave your work. Your work is always with you. It's always traveling with you wherever you go. But that means that you have to love it. And you also have to show your family that what you do is fun and interesting and can even include them from time to time. So I don't think it's a question of always saying I'm doing one thing and I'm never doing the other because that's a lie. You're kind of always doing two things at one time, but to show that 
the work that you are doing, if you have to ha be doing it in the living room while your kid is also watching TV, is fun and enjoyable. And, and that makes it feel like a nice experience for people instead of you always feeling resentful about it. Does that make sense? That's great. So let's give our, our the personal goal of the week, I think should be enjoy your family time and show your family that you love what you do. And I think for the professional goal, now, now give me the, the four things again of way to approach a scene when you only have a short period of time. Um, I want you to think about what physically has to be shown, not all the minutia around it, but what do you have to show? Uh, verbally, what has to be said, even if it feels a little on the nose right now, what is somebody going to have to communicate verbally to somebody else? Um, emotionally, what has to be shown? That could be a look. Um, and then what would be the closer? What's the button? What's that provocative moment that might turn things around so that somebody wants to read on or listen more? And the caveat is you have to do this in five minutes. Just yeah. spit it out of your head. Yeah, I think you can do it. I'll give you a 10. How's it sound good? Five to 10. Okay, all right. <laughs> and, and if you, if you, for those who do this, this, this exercise, comment, let us know how it goes. Great. Yes, we, that would be terrific. Can I hold up my book? Yes, please hold up your book. There we go. Coffee, Coffee break, break screenwriter. Screenwriter. I'm going to, I'm going to close this out with one final question. What do you say to people who say, oh, I don't have any time for my projects? I say, I say, I totally understand. Now, turn off the internet, lock yourself in a room for 15 minutes, and try it. That's what I say. And let's make that the bonus goal of the week. Okay. Get the internet, and for 15 minutes, just write. Exactly. Exactly. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Pilar, author of The Coffee Break Screenwriter, and uh, for sharing your tips on time management. And you can go to guidedgoals.com to either watch the podcast or listen or read the show notes with the goals of the week. And I will have your links in there as well. Everybody listening, you, you've got a really, really good and I think easy goal of the week in turning off the internet and just writing. So go on out there, go for it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.